You're listening to the Chain Clankers Podcast with your hosts, Quinn Ferris and Horatio Gonzalez. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chain Clankers. Welcome in everyone to the Chain Clankers Podcast. I'm your host Q here again with Horatio Gonzalez. We got a great episode for you guys today. On today's episode, we've got the six things that will build your confidence in disc golf. We have discussed this list. We have narrowed this list down and we've got six things today that are going to improve your confidence in disc golf and hopefully maybe take some strokes off your game. But let's go ahead. Let's bring in our co-host. Let's bring in Horatio. Horatio, how are we doing today, man? I'm good. I'm excited about this one. This one's we've been kind of thinking about it for a while. I know in disc golf, there's a lot of mental game to it. And a lot of times people will ask us or tell us to ask the pros, like how to maintain that strong mental game. And I think a lot of it is just confidence. And don't, there's many ways you can build confidence, but these are the ways that we think personally have worked for us or that we've seen just on a day-to-day playing the course um, has helped us build confidence. So I'm excited to share this with you guys. And please let us know what you think or what other ones you think we missed out that have build confidence for you. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Definitely, if you're watching on YouTube right now, comment down below. What are some things that have helped you build confidence in disc golf? If you're not listening on YouTube, maybe it's Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review and let us know over there as well. Or hey, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter and let us know. Throw something on your story and tag us or DM us or comment on our Instagram post. Whatever it is, let us know. We'd love to hear from your guys. As we'd love to hear if any of these were actually on your list of six. Um, that would be, I think, pretty cool. But yeah, Horatio, uh, before we get into them, do you want to maybe read a little something special we got cooked up? Yeah, so here we got a couple of new um, reviews on our podcast on iTunes, which these are super helpful for us, guys. Definitely, you know, be honest. Let us know what you think. There was one, someone back a few months ago, they gave us a one-star rating, which, you know, if we're absolute trash, you know, we get it. But at least let us know why. They didn't even tell us, yeah. like, why they gave us a one-star. So we can't build from that. Um, we're not asking for, you know, definitely, if you think we're a five-star, give us a five-star. But tell us why or what we can improve on. These, these help us out a ton. But the newest one is actually from, they call him Q. And I've been asking Quentin if this was him, <laughs> but he's denying it and says it was not him. It's not me, I swear. It's not me. But it's very, very sketchy, but I don't think it was him. But this one is from, they call him Q. Um, and he says, the, this cast is perfect for me. I'm about five months into playing, and they have a great blend of their personal experience with professionals. They do a good job with the format. It is always organized, informative, and not overdone. Love it. Thank you so much, Q. Hey, no uh, problem, man. <laughs> not me, though. It's not me, I swear. It's not me. I, I just did the math. I did, I did some quick mental math. I've been playing for longer than five months, so it, it cannot possibly be me. That'd be a good alibi. I mean, to throw us off. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not me, not me. But hey, yeah, like like Horatio said, we do appreciate the feedback. And that's something that we really do look forward to because, you know, we could think that we're doing something good and maybe you guys don't think that's so good. And we want to hear that from you. The only way that we can get better is hearing from you guys because we want to make this show about you guys. We want to grow the sport. We want to help the sport and help those newer players and be a community for newer players and players, pro players, whatever, a community 
community for people to be able to gather, learn, think, share those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, and definitely quick shout out to all you guys who are tapping in on YouTube right now. And like the last like week or so we've jumped up like 30 subscribers so shout out to you guys if you're subscribed that's awesome if you're not subscribed hit that subscribe button now whether you're listening on youtube or apple podcast but horatio i think we're ready to get into the first one so why don't you hit the people with the first thing that will help build your confidence in disc golf all righty so the first one which just occurred to me um, a few days ago but it's playing the same course and this one the reason i thought about it is because i literally live like six blocks from uh, the disc golf course that's closest to me. And luckily for me, it's a good blend of, you know, difficulty and fun. There's a little bit of trees here and there. It's not super boring, but it's just down the street from my house. So I can come straight from work, go there, drive past my house and go there real quick and get a quick round in and then come home because it's super convenient. So I play it five to six times a week literally if i'm playing i'm playing there but i've learned that it's been kind of helping me uh, build my confidence and build my game because i do go and play every day so i can kind of learn it's kind of like studying just kind of how you would have a race car driver you know or a formula one driver they're going to go out and practice the racetrack or on the same racetrack every single day and put hours on the same racetrack they're they could probably almost do it with their eyes closed pretty much like the guys that do the 24 hour Le Mans and they do they're driving for that long. They could do it almost with their eyes closed because they've done it so much. And that's kind of the feeling I get from playing the same course because I go out there and I'll throw five to six discs on every single hole um, depending. And I get to practice day to day, whether the wind is low, the wind is high. If I have a headwind or a tailwind, I get to really experiment and after doing it every single day, I get more consistent. I can go back the next day and be like, let's see if I can do that shot again. And after you do this repeatedly day after day, and you're starting to hit those same lines and hit the same gaps, not by accident, but on purpose, you get confidence in your throws and you actually start to feel like you're really playing the game and you know, not just out there throwing and hoping for the best. Because that's going to be a lot of us when we start out. But recently after playing this so much repeatedly i've definitely felt a lot better so i would recommend i mean obviously if you have buddies or you want to go out and play other courses go out check out other courses there's so many courses but i would say just increase your confidence and increase your game try to play the same course and if you can the same you know four to five discs on every hole for that day and then change it up the next day do another four or five discs the next day but the same ones that day that makes sense yeah no that makes sense and i i think it is important to do that and i think that's a, a way to also bring down some strokes right because the more you actually learn the course and it goes back to when you're doing tournament prep or especially those pros like Haley king who we had on last episode and we talked about improving our driving form if you missed that check it out um but it, it's one of those things where the more you do it the more confidence you have it's like i I almost want to say like riding a bicycle like the more times you ride your bicycle the more confidence you have in riding your bicycle if you know that this tree is 
20 feet to the left and you have to either go around it or in between it or to, you know, in between two trees, then you can learn those lines and understand where your disc needs to go. And it allows your brain, in my opinion, to get a little bit more feedback, which you're probably going to hear me harp on that a lot in this episode, getting that brain feedback, because I do think that's important for building confidence in disc golf. So I really do like that one. I personally uh, have definitely got like two courses that I mainly play right now, um, depending on if I want to go a little shorter if I want to go a little longer. So yeah, that's definitely a really good one. The first one that I've got for you guys and number two on our list is choosing your throw and then executing it. So what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about field work and you've heard this so many times on this podcast, but it's so true guys. It's so important. Field work truly is something that can change your game, build confidence, and lower strokes. The reason that I say that is because when you go out and do field work, if you take, like even like Horatio was saying on his last one, take four or five discs, whatever it is, I personally will take some putters and then I will choose about four discs, maybe five that I want to work on that day. And what you're doing in this field work is you're saying, all right, so this throw, I'm going to throw a hyzer and I'm going to start over here to the left, you know, pick a spot in your brain, maybe throw a cone out there, whatever you want to do. And I want it to land here, right? So telling yourself where your throw is going to go and where you want it to land. I think that's so critical for building confidence because something that it goes all the way back to our first interview with Logan Harpool was talking about is understanding how discs fly is so critical to disc golf and it's so critical to building your confidence if i know that my zeus is going to not be a dump truck and that if i don't throw it on the correct hyzer angle it could just be a flat straight shot then that will help me when i actually go out to the course right so it's one of those things where when you you can learn what your discs are going to do you can have more confidence out there on the course. Like I said, I'll personally go out with four to five different discs or sometimes the same discs. This is a little bonus, I guess, here. When you can bring multiple of the same disc, I think that's really good for building your confidence because then you can actually, you know, see like, for example, I've got three Enigmas in my bag right now from disc mania it's arguably my favorite driver right now but i've got three of those in my bag and i'm going to be adding a fourth soon so i can go out with literally four enigmas to the field and that's it and i can work that disc in and i can figure out how that disc flies and in doing so i know when on the course i'm going to be able to make those throws so i think that's really important and i really think that's something that helps build confidence the more you can see your discs fly the more you can understand what they do you can categorize them in your bag and i think it'll allow you to have more success and in doing so, you could like kind of like Horatio was saying, you know, difference in winds, you know, headwind, tailwind. You can understand, hey, if I have a headwind right here, I don't want to throw my flippy Hades. You know, I want to throw something a little bit more overstable. So, I, yeah, I really think that choosing your line and executing it is important. And understanding why you didn't execute it is just as important because then you can build your confidence. And yeah, you didn't hit it this time, but it allows you to go back and hit it the next time and then hit it the next time and then hit it the next time. Yeah, that's really good. And I would say a lot of these kind of are going to fall into place of like you're you're going to be playing by yourself probably. And it's not going to really be like a playing ground. It's going to be more of practice. So it's really studying and just focusing, you know, I guess, talking to yourself 
and just trying to figure out what you're doing wrong. And I would highly recommend if you ever can, if you have the time and you like go play by yourself. I learn the most when I play by myself. But the next one I got, number three on our list, is no putting rounds. So this is going to, again, fall into those practice rounds where you're going out by yourself and you're kind of just learning your disc, learning, learning, um, you're practicing on your form. I've been really trying to tweak and fix my form lately, so I've been going out and just practicing. But this is, you know, you go out and you're playing in a course and you're throwing five to six discs on a hole. And lately they've been really empty for me, so I'm doing that. I'm not holding anybody up. And if there's a group in front of me, I'll just let them go ahead because I'm going to be going slower than that anyway. But I say no putting rounds because sometimes, you know, when I'm practicing and I'm focusing on my driving or on my approach shots, um, then I don't really want to take away from that by going to my, to my, where, where I ended up at and having to putt and missing. And then I'm like, just bumped because I missed it and threw away the whole hole when actually I just threw a really good drive or threw a really good approach shot. But that's day specifically, I'm focusing on driving and approaching, maybe just driving, you know, approaching is just kind of a bonus to work on, to work on the, the, your target shooting. But if I'm really focusing on my driving and on my form, I'm not really going to care too much about putting that day because it's going to take away from what I'm, trying to learn so don't even i'll throw five six discs and then i'll just pick them up i i'll maybe go to my closest one and just tap it in for fun or something but i'm not worried about putting that day i don't care about putting because what really matters is what am i going to do on the next hole that i did on the last one to improve on my drive so that's going to be number three for me is just folk if you're going out to practice focus on driving and approaching and don't worry about putting and that'll build your confidence because that that missed putt isn't going to take away from it yeah that's a good shout it literally something i did the other day i hit it it was a very narrow gap hole and i almost aced it but i just went a little bit long i was probably 10 feet long and we'll we'll talk up this is a little teaser for what's to come in this episode but i i missed the 10 footer and then i was mad at myself i literally just threw a great drive nearly aced missed a 10 footer and now i'm mad because I missed a 10 footer when I should be happy that I almost aced it and I had a really good drive. And then I go into the next hole and then I had a bad drive because I'm now mad at myself and the confidence level has gone down over a missed putt. And I I think it's one of those things where you don't want to get too wrapped up on that. And I think that's a really, really good one. And especially if you're focusing on your driving, if you're focusing on your form, going out to the field just might not be an option for you. And maybe you would rather go and actually have a basket to target then going out to the course, letting people through when appropriate and throwing four or five discs and then seeing the literal lines right there, having obstacles right there. You Maybe you're someone like me and it's really hard to imagine like trees or, or gaps or mandos or whatever it is when you're doing field work, going out to the field and then literally practicing those with the driver like Horatio was saying is a really really good piece of advice. It'll build your confidence. And then the next time you step up to the hole, you'll have that confidence that you can actually nail that hole. You can get the birdie. And that kind of takes me into the second one that I have, the fourth on our list. It's actually putting 
only rounds or putter only rounds. It's kind of the exact opposite of Horatio's. But the reason that I'm bringing this one up is because I think both have their place in value, right? One of them, you're focusing on your putter. The other one, you're focusing on your drive. And you can still focus on your drive with the putter. And so there's kind of two points to this putter only rounds. The first one of it is driving with the putter. So I think in doing so, something that's definitely happened for me is when I used to drive with my putter and for all those out there, Horatio and I know you and I had a small debate about this. I'm classifying the zone, harp, tactic, all those four speed discs that could be considered a mid range by some places. Like I know the anvil is a four speed and the suspect is a four speed for trilogy and they consider it a mid range, but other places consider it approach or a putter. So I'm lumping those into the putter category, not the mid range category. So when I used to throw those, I'd be getting like what 150 and being like, dang this is nice or like a hundred feet or something like that. Like I literally could not throw putters to save my life. And now unless a hole's like 300 feet, I'm probably going to be driving with a putter. And even then I probably have a decent chance of making it. If not, setting myself up for an easy up and down. Maybe it's one of those where I want to be more accurate. So I'm just going to throw the putter here and I'll make up the distance in the upshot. Um, So it's really one of those things where doing those putter only rounds allows you to increase your distance. Actually in Horatio, I'll let you talk a little bit about the vest technique that you put up on our Instagram at chain clinkers here in a second, but it's really something you're going to want to pay attention to. It's one of those things where you'll, one day be hitting 150 feet the next day you'll be hitting 160 the next day you'll be hitting 170 you know you'll continue to kind of drag that range out you'll continue to expand your ceiling by doing those putter only rounds those putter only drives and you'll really open up to some new lines there like there have been holes where i'm like why would i ever throw a putter here and now i'm thinking how could I not throw a putter here? This is literally perfect. I can throw this thing straight. I'm going to get out there 250 feet and then I'm going to make an easy hundred foot up shot and we're going to be chilling. So I really think that's really important. The second part of this is putting multiple times at the basket. So once you get to your lie and you're ready to putt, I think going up with three putters is pretty good in building your confidence because you're giving yourself three opportunities to make this putt. Obviously, in my opinion, the first one matters the most. If you're keeping a scored round, you should only score the first one. But going up with three, I think really allows you to open up what is going on in your head and what's going on in your putt because I think a lot of putting is super mental. And the more opportunity you can give your brain to see point a to point b the disc in your hand to then the disc in the chains i think the more your confidence improves putting is one of those things where definitely the more you do it it's just going to happen you're going to get more confident horatio will elaborate here in a second um but it, it really is one of those things the more times you do it you're going to have more confidence so i think going up with three putters gives you more confidence because you're getting more looks at the basket. You're maybe you don't have a basket and you can't take it out to the backyard and putt all the time. This is a quick little way to get a couple of extra putts in there when you're doing it. Because think about it, if you're playing in regular round, let's say you get 18 attempts to putt. That's probably pretty on par. Sometimes, you know, it's not really a putt. It's a tap in. Maybe sometimes you're, uh, having to two or three putt, whatever it is. So we'll say 18. So 18 times in a round, you get a putt. If you take three putters with you, you triple that to golly math is hard, whatever 36 plus 18, 54, 54 attempts at putting. 
that is such a high number. Your brain is going to love that. You're going to get more confidence. You're going to see more putts go in by doing so. So I really think bringing those multiple multiple putters are going to be a massive help. But Horatio, talk to the listeners at home a little bit about that vest analogy that you were making on Instagram uh, real quick. Yeah, so it was kind of just, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen, you know, the boxers or the, um, I guess, athletes you know probably football players do it quite a bit but just running with weighted vests you know or even uh ufc fighters they'll fight or practice with weighted vests and it it helps your body it's kind of like a muscle memory kind of thing and once you take that vest off you feel quicker you feel lighter a lot of it's mental your body just feels like you know you got you're obviously lighter but your body's moving quicker because it you're used to playing with that vest on so similar to disc golf, the way I was comparing it, which all my discs, I mean, they're all max weight. So they all weigh about the same. Sometimes you'll have putters or mids who are a little bit heavier. Um, I've seen, but for the most part, they're all going to be the same weight. So that's not what I'm talking about, but it's more the speeds. It pretend that the speeds are the weights here in this, in this analogy. But so I'll play at my course there's a, the first five holes kind of loop. And then once you go past the fifth hole, it exits the course and it goes on to the back, you know, the back of the course, but those first five, it's kind of a loop. So when I go out there and practice, I'll do this five loop practice and I'll just do these five holes over and over, usually three times. So I'll end up doing 15 holes and I'm throwing five to six shots on every hole. So I'll end up doing about 90 shots total. Um, but the way I'll start it is the first round I'll do putters and mids only, which they are slower and they're going to be, I think more delicate, you know, most putters are going to be more neutral. So I really, that first round, I really have to figure out where my form is at and I'm going to be not really having to overpower them or trying to rip them, but I'm going to have to find the right power to where I'm not turning everything over where I'm not torquing everything too much to where they're flying right. So I'm really tuning down my form in that first round with putters and mids. And then the second round, if I'm playing three rounds of this five loop, I'll move on to fairways and I'll throw the same power consistently wise, but you'll see them go farther because now they're faster, but you've kind of figured out your form after throwing 30 shots, you know, with putters and mids, which are slower. So once you start throwing with the fairways, you'll automatically see more distance because you've tuned down your throw. And then by the third round, once I get to the drivers, I'll be throwing maybe 30 to 40 feet farther than my farthest putter when I first started, because I'm throwing, I haven't changed anything, but the disc is doing the work for me because it's faster. Like that's how discs work. So every time I'm basically taking, you know, weight out of the vest, that's how I see it. And I think it's a really good practice, a really good exercise for everybody because it teaches you how much these discs actually do for you as opposed to how much work, you know, sometimes if you go out to a course, you see it's 300 or something. You're like, I need to pull the driver out. Or even if it's 250, because I can't throw that far. So I need, a 12 speed driver so i can get there when in reality it's not really the disc you need you know it's more your form your timing your technique that's going to get you there you could do it with a putter or a mid if you could throw correctly and i think that's it's it's worked a lot for me and it's really helped me increase 
my my accuracy and my form because it's cost me to slow down. I'll throw a high speed driver the same with the same uh, amount of power that I'll throw a putter and it goes like as far as I need it to go. But that's that. If you guys have any questions about that or if you want, you know, any more explanation on that, um, just send us a, a DM on Instagram or even on YouTube if you're listening here. But I'll get into the last one that I have, which is number five. And this is going to sound really boring. It's not going to sound, you know, sexy at all or anything, but this is doing putting practice at five to 10 feet maximum. You know, we know we can make these putts, you know, most of the time. And before we started recording, I was talking to, to Quentin and I was like, you know, if you can make, you know, 16 out of 20 shots, it's going to build your confidence. And you said, I'm hoping I can make 20 of those, but you know, and I know that when we play courses, you know, we're playing a real round of, of disc golf, whether it's in a tournament or with buddies and we have a seven footer, we've missed those. We'll miss those every now and then. And it's part of it's because you get lazy. Part of it is because you haven't practiced enough or it's just, you don't have enough muscle memory. So if you practice, you know, for 30 minutes every single day or when you go out to the course, and you restrict yourself to like a 10 foot maximum and just putt from, you know, anywhere from five to 10 feet, 30 times. And you can make those, you know, over 20 of those or almost 30, even if it's from five feet, it's going to build your confidence and it's going to build your timing, your release. Cause after that, all you're going to have to do is move farther back, increase, you know, increase where you're releasing or your power, but you know, you can make those. And when you get out to a course and you have a birdie look, you're not going to stress out. You're just going to, it's going to be a tap in, you know, I'll go play with buddies and they're like, Oh yeah, this distance, you know, he's going to make that's no problem. And for them, it might be, you know, a tester, but for me, it's just a tap in because it's from, because I've done it so many times and the less you can stress about it, the more likely you're going to make that putt. Would you say that, you are more stressed when you have that this tap in inside 10 foot putt for birdie or for par like but obviously before doing this and having that confidence which one do you think you would be more stressed out about because i know my answer so i would say i would say both for different reasons obviously after you miss the one for birdie you're going to be like damn I missed that. And now I have to make almost the same shot for par. Now I'm equally stressed, but I would say that I'm more stressed to make that, you know, five to 10 footer than I am to make that 35, 40 footer or like the 50 footer, because I'm not really expecting myself to be able to make that. I'm like, this is a long putt. If I make it, that's cool. But for our level, we're not really expecting to make that. But at five to 10, it's like, I should be making this 10 out of 10 times. Like this is a easy putt. So for me, that's more stressful than making the longer putt because you should be making it. And when you don't, oh, it, it ruins your round. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, I am more stressed if it's for par than if it's for birdie. Because yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah, whatever. If I miss this, like, I didn't get the hole, but I'm not hurt by this. But if I if I get the if I get the bogue because I missed something within ten feet, then I'm gonna be proper fuming. And you're right, we've all missed one that's inside of 
10 feet before. So don't act like you don't need to do this. We all need to do this. And I think a great analogy for me to bring a little insight in here on this one is that for me, when I very first started playing, I'm not talking about when I first picked this thing back up again in March, but when I very first started playing um, with some buddies, it, it was a very big test to make something at 10 feet or you know maybe eight feet or whatever it is and even though i knew i could make it and i should make it like i could feel my heart rate elevate i could feel my body get more tense and it's like why like this should be the give me this should be the one i don't even have to think about like it's going to go in um but yet it was still something that i was worried about it was something i was stressed about and you're completely hitting the nail on the head. The more that you do it, the less the stress is there, the more the confidence is there that you're going to make it. And so now literally if I'm at 10 feet or within, I'm literally shutting my brain off and almost like this is a bad habit that I need to break, but almost like not wanting to give it my full true putting form because I feel like that would stress me out where if I just kind of like put it in lack of a better saying, but literally just like, putting it in then you know it'll be fine i I won't think about it it'll be fine we'll move on um where if i tried to do the full putting motion i might miss because i'm thinking about it too much but you should be doing the full putting motion because you should be practicing these inside of 10 feet and you'll actually be building that confidence which that's exactly what this episode is about building that confidence in disc golf because going back to the very beginning of the the episode when horatio you said it you know golf in general disc or regular golf is extremely mental it's one of those sports where it's really just up to you on what happens sure sometimes you just get beat by someone else but it's really up to you if you're getting the bird if you're getting the bar if you're getting the bogey whatever it is it's a lot of mental it's a lot of thinking to yourself there's not a coach that you're really talking to maybe you can talk to your caddy here and there but even then it's not like caddies like on the actual like ball golf course where they go and study the courses and things like that you know maybe you're just talking to a friend or something like that so uh the more confidence you can have the better that's exactly what this episode has been about let's get to our last one number six here today my final one is teaching new players it builds your confidence so much in the game now you might be a little bit scared of that because you're like well you know maybe i'm a little bit new to the game or maybe you know i only play in rec or i only play in intermediate i can't possibly teach someone else i I really think you can and i i would like to think that this podcast has been a great platform for us showing that you can do that that you know you can bring a new friend out and you can kind of teach them how to do disc golf and something that i will start off by recommending is don't be that guy who immediately is like Hey, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Hey, let me give you a pointer here. Let me give you a pointer there. Like that would absolutely piss me off as a new player. But something that I did recently was I went out with a buddy of mine who just got his first disc. If you're on Instagram and following us at chain clinkers, you probably have an idea of what I'm talking about. And if you're watching our stories, which you should be watching our stories, by the way, if you're not cool content going up over there, but, uh, I brought another friend who literally probably has not played in like five years and like has only went out to the course like three times total. So like very new player has not done it a whole lot. And I could kind of tell that he was doing something that he definitely did not want to be doing that. It was way too nose up release on his drives. And it wasn't like a straight pullback. It was like an up and down kind of arm motion. Like it was just something you didn't want to be doing is too much movement. And that was not helping your body. And so I said, Hey, 
I'm not going to be that guy who tries to point everything out to you, but here's one little small thing that I'm noticing. Maybe if you do this differently, it'll help you out a little bit. And you, and then, you know, from there on, you know, that positive reinforcement, I really think goes a long way in being like, Hey, that was a good throw, you know, building, building new players up because you building confidence in them low key is going to build confidence in yourself because I really believe disc golf and uh, we can apply this to life. I guess also the mindset that you have is going to be the outcome, right? If you're happy and positive and, and confident on the disc golf course, you're going to have a better round than if you're mad at yourself, sad at yourself, beating yourself up, not confident. I really would like someone to disprove that if they can. Um, But it's really one of those things where I think that, giving that positive reinforcement to other people will also in turn help yourself because you're being positive and you're looking at things on a, on a bright side and it allows you to then have more confidence in what you're doing. Um, instead of just being like, Oh wow, that was a terrible throw there guy. Then like, you know, I, I just think that's setting up a bad vibe and I wish I had a little bit more science for you, but I really think it's just setting up a bad vibe that you really don't want to be having out there. But when you teach new players, and you're watching them and seeing what they're doing, you can apply what they're doing almost to your own game as well. You know, if you see your, your friend not following through with his hips or not engaging his hips at all on their drive, then you can be like, okay, well, that's something I need to make sure that I'm doing right now. You know, and if you're going to show them how to do it, you have to be able to do it. So kind of leading by example, almost training, coaching, those kinds of things with these newer players, I think is really important and can build your own confidence in the game. You know, just taking someone out there new and just letting them explore this incredible sport that we have. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you love disc golf. Like we love disc golf. You want to see the sport continue to grow. How cool would it be to watch the world championships live on ESPN? You know what I'm saying? That would be awesome. So the more new players we can have in this game, I think the better, the more positive we can make the environment, the better. And inevitably, I think that will continue to build confidence for not only the newer players coming into the game, but it'll build confidence in yourself. And you will be able to notice some things in your own game by watching others. And therefore, you'll be able to fix it. Yeah. I think that's it. That's all we got for you guys today. You know, hopefully you guys learned something from this. Definitely it's going to be for some of you newer players, but even some of you guys, you know, have been playing for a longer time and maybe you're struggling. You're getting to a point where, uh, you know, we've talked about a lot about, about the plateau and maybe it's not just skill or, you know, uh, a physical thing. Maybe it's just a mental confidence thing. You're starting to hit a slump where you don't feel like you're good anymore. You can't improve anymore. And maybe, you know, just get back to the basics. These are kind of, I guess, just some basics to build your confidence. If you've been playing for years and, you know, you need to, you want to get better, you want to get back in love with the sport, maybe try some of this stuff out, you know, get, give yourself a second wind in the game. Yeah. And if I can throw one more thing out before we get out of here, I think that's a really good comment. And, and I think it's one of those things that you, you got to want to love what you do. You know what I'm saying? You got to want to be out there you have to want to love being out there if you go out there and make disc golf something that's fun relaxing whatever it is to you something that's just ultra like i almost want to say toxically competitive and you you make it a toxic environment and you make it an environment where you just constantly beat yourself up then like what are you doing why continue to put yourself in that position? You want to have confidence, right? Hopefully this episode is going to allow you to get some things that will build some confidence in your own game, but make disc golf fun, 
remember to always have fun when you're out there. I think that's the number one thing in building confidence. If you're having fun out there, you're going to be building your confidence up. But that's all I got. Hopefully you guys did enjoy this episode. Comment down below if you're listening on YouTube right now. Let us what let us know. What are these things were you already doing? Maybe you've got some of your own. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're also listening to us from, we really do appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and we will catch you guys in our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Chain Clankers podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chain Clankers and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us from so you never miss another episode.